What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl Karina, aka Hedrina, aka former Brazilian baddie. <laughs> um, I am just chilling at the house, um, admiring my wife who's, you know, looking right at me through the Zoom. Um I am here on the land of the Tongva peoples, aka Los Angeles, California. Hey, and this is your girl, Asia, chilling like a villain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm here with Jasper, my sweet baby girl. Mm. Um, in the Cheyenne, Ute, and Arapaho territories, uh, enjoying the the glory of this this late summer morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy September to you and to all of y'all. Mm. <laughs> it came fast, mm-hmm. or maybe we're just <laughs> doing a lot. Yeah, no, we're doing the most. So. And speaking of doing the most, Asia, what you got in your medicine bag as of today? Yeah, so mm, honey is in my medicine bag Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Um, As it's late summer, I'm really uh, noticing the cool, cool nights and the hot, hot days. Mm. Um, and this creates for some of the most delicious, delicious fruit. Mm. Uh, but I'm thinking a lot about sweet and in particular, sort of my relationship to sweet. Most of us have an adversarial relationship to sweetness, mm. uh, one where we crave it but then shame ourselves for wanting it Mm. and it creates these cycles of binging and purging that are really the epitome of diet culture Um, and in my workings with sweet I'm really really considering the importance of of sweetness not just neutral right neutrality Mm -hmm. um a lot of spiritual traditions advocate for um blandness neutrality Mm. right equanimity Mm -hmm. right staying centered right (laughs) (laughs) but as a living embodied tantrika of sorts Um, I understand the value of the spectrum of experiences Mm -hmm. and having something that's really sweet, like honey, um, is there to really remind me, uh, of the fact that I'm alive Mm -hmm. and that life is up and down. There's nothing I can do and there's Mm -hmm. nothing that I want to do to prevent Mm -hmm. those peaks and those crests. So, yeah, honey is in my medicine bag, mm. uh, the medicines of honey. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's my world today. <laughs> mm. And uh, Karina has this beautiful honey colored head wrap on. 
<laughs> and a honey colored couch and honey colored skin. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I can't stand you. Look at sweet, sweet sense. Okay. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what's what's in your medicine bag? Well, I was just thinking about how, you know, mother's milk is sweet and it's often the first thing that hits our tongue. Mm. It's the first taste that we get to enjoy. And so the fact that sweet is made wrong and or bad makes me really sad um, because it's it's our first flavor. It's our first sensation, sweetness. Makes us feel loved. Um, so, yeah, I want to press into that and enjoy the sweets. Um, and for me, I like to make my own sweets and desserts and whatnot. And it feels so good. <sighs> I made some funfetti cake for um, my girl Katie for her birthday last month. And when I was in Brazil, I uh, or right before I went to Brazil, I put it in the freezer. And so when I came home, <laughs> I had my cake and mm, it was so good. Y'all already know I made it was a funfetti cake with a um, cream cheese frosting because Ooh. that's how I do. Okay. <laughs> and I put a little bit of... Um, I got this mango juice from uh, Trader Joe's. Ooh, I put a little bit of that mango juice in there before I whipped it up. Oof. Ooh, it was good. <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, I am vibing with your, um, the medicine in your bag um, of honey. Honey is everything. Um, I just recently had to buy more because I be using honey with my um voice classes um and so you know certain student be uh eating me out of house and home <laughs> drinking you out of house and home okay and drinking me out of house and home too shoot <laughs> but yeah so i recently had to get more honey um the other day so any hoot um actually let me go back to honey Honey might be in my medicine bag because um, Asia prescribed honey to me as um, a scalp treatment mm. um, because often when you have a really itchy scalp, um, it comes from a bacterial infection. And so Asia has, you know, told me to rinse my scalp with honey twice. And so I need to take up, take that up. Because um, uh, I love being in humid climates, but that's when my scalp be acting up the most. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, in Brazil, my scalp was suffering. And so I came back and did my little honey rinse um, last week. And so I needed to do it this week. So honey is also going to be in my medicine bag. It's so it, it's interesting um, because our, our favorite, Dr. Kev, uh, shout, love. Out to Dr. Kev. shout out to Dr. Kev. But often after um, or a part of my spiritual baths, um, I'll do a honey rinse 
right? Mm. Um, a honey bath. I love to wash my face with honey. Mm. Uh, in fact, it's my favorite face wash. It's in the shower. Uh, mm. <laughs> wash my hair with honey. I like to bathe in honey. I like honey in my tea. I love it sweet. And mm. we have... You know, there's so much medicine and sweetness that we are yet have yet to fully um, explore uh, because of our shame around mm. desiring it. Mm -hmm. um, but not me. Mm -mm. <laughs> Make my tea sweet, baby. Okay. That's right. Because yeah. <laughs> mm. honey is sweet and one of the most powerful medicines on earth. Period. Every it never continent. goes bad. Never. never. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> Name something else that can beat that. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Mm -hmm. How lovely. Mm. And uh, speaking of lovely, I know y'all been missing us and we've been missing y'all. And uh, we were happy to be back last week, but we're even more happy to be back into the series that we started a little while ago called sacred smokes mm -hmm. so we back with a new herb and so asia let's get into it. what are we talking about today Ooh, my personal fave <laughs> artemisia trident tata okay A yes so last week or <laughs> however long it was ago. <laughs> <laughs> Happy summer break, y'all. Yeah. Uh, we talked about sage, um, mm -hmm. white sage, yes. uh, and some of the the issues that we have with with using sort of that plant and some of the ways that First Nations people use that plant. Mm -hmm. um, and this week we're talking about another native plant. Uh, but this one often goes by the common name of sage brush, big mm -hmm. sage brush. And it is not in the same family. Mm -mm. It's also, or it's actually in a different family in the um asteraceae family which is really interesting and that's yeah. where you get all the daisies dandelions those kind of friends chamomile that's right chamomile okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and it's often found in the great basin area so that's gonna be new mexico colorado nebraska the dakotas and like south into baja california and so <laughs> This is truly um, a bioregional plant for my bioregion. And so it's not mm -hmm. going to be a, a common herb like the ones that Karina and I, uh, you know, center. But I hope that this plant and how we use it and how I use it mm -hmm. um, will begin to give you a pattern language so that you can find, right, the, the common shrubs, the big burning beings that mm -hmm. live near you and with you. Mm -hmm. um bioregional adaptation for me is one of the powerful solutions to cultural appropriation and exploitation mm. uh, 
when we adapt to our place and we make use of the things that are here, not only do we tap into the natural abundance that God has already set out for us, Mm. but we deny the extractive trades that obscure the conditions that these plants were harvested in and the impact on the people, right? Mm -hmm. And so by harvesting what's local, what's abundant, Mm -hmm. and what's already here for us with respect to the traditional and First Nations peoples who harvested it first, Okay, right? We move not only into right relationship with the Native folks, but we move into right relationships with the land and mm-hmm. and the healing that it has in store for us. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted to give a shout out to some of the uh, the uses of, of sagebrush. Um, mm-hmm. Sagebrush um, is really, it's both bitter which means it supports our digestive system and it's really, really rich and volatile oils, mm-hmm. right? Um, which which can place it in the carminative category. But typically these burning plants are so rich in volatile oils that we really want to avoid long-term internal use. Mm. So this particular plant, uh, it's about 40% camphor. Uh, and and what's what's camphor used for, Karina? Well, camphor is used in a lot of the things that you know are cultural, <laughs> culturally uh, sound households have used for us, like Vicks vapor rub, Bengay, Tiger Balm, all these things that uh, bring relief um, as anti-inflammatories too. That's right. That's right. It has about 20% piney. Um, hey. You know, that wonderful scent that you get from your pine saw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also prolific um, in pine and evergreen plants, which have also been used for centuries and centuries as burning plants. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also has seven, it has 7% cineal. Hey. <laughs> Do you remember cineal? I hope y'all remember Senial because Senial um, has a, or there's a huge percentage of Senial in cardamom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that helps with digestion as an antiseptic. I mean, so many different properties, even I think assists with um, heart health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we, by knowing some of those compounds, we can kind of get in touch with what uses might be, but one of the ways that we confirm what, you know, scientists talk about, because they're always a little detached from Mm. the earth is by looking at the people who aren't detached from the earth. Mm -hmm. People literally live off of the earth. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So native Americans in the intermountain West have used it for smudging herbs And in particular, to prevent infections, Mm -hmm. to stop internal bleeding, and to treat headaches and colds. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Navajo were the folks who used the vapors for their for their headaches. Hello, Vicks. Come on. Um, The Zuni people uh, use an infusion of the leaves for body aches. Um, And what's really interesting about the Zuni people 
Mm -hmm. um, is that they used the plant against athlete's foot. So they would put uh, the sagebrush in there. So if someone, if a culture is using uh, a plant against athlete's foot, then that tells us that the plant is often very antifungal. Right. And mm -hmm. if the plant is antifungal, then we know that it's gonna, um, it could be used against a range of, um, a range of, of issues. This plant is particularly antifungal because like the other sage, it is drying mm -hmm. and fungi, fungalnesses <laughs> <laughs> thrive in damp, sort of sweaty, moist conditions, Yeah, right? And so um, we talked a little bit about the Navajo, but they also wrapped the plant around aching, aching joints and used it as bandages. They also used it in postpartum pains. Um, a poultice of this plant can be applied to sore eyes. And what's really, really interesting for me about this plant is its use um, against uh, fevers uh and um to support the eyes which is fascinating because the other sage the common sage the white sage um that one is used for the eyes as well yeah the um, seeds yeah the seeds right <laughs> <laughs> um and so thinking about this sage why it matters is because this is my favorite one okay this is <laughs> I, this is my favorite. Okay. This is the only thing that I want a bird in my house. Okay. Cause it's so great. It smells so good. So good. So good. It smells sweet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this plant smells like a combination of sweet grass mm -hmm. and white sage combined. Yeah right. It's a good description. Yeah. Right. It's, it's so, of course I like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it just god it smells so good um karina you remember the last time we burned this together sure do it was when we had our strategic planning meeting here um in la um we went to one of my favorite parks in la called griffith park and we got our little snacks together uh well we had other snacks too if you know what i mean <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know we got our little drinks together and yeah we went to well we didn't know exactly where we were going but we found this little cute area with a picnic table um and it was by a garden and yeah I brought the sage that I had at my house which I didn't know where I got it from I still don't know where I got it from but Asia was like wait is this artemisia tridentata and i was like uh, you know i don't know she said it is and so we burned it the entire time we were strategic planning and uh, it was so beautiful um yeah i burned it mm, not a lot but i definitely burned the whole thing at our strategic planning meeting <laughs> but uh yeah that was I do remember the time hey, <laughs> we fell in, fell in love. <laughs> and I wanted to talk a little bit about sort of burning and cleansing. Mm 
Um, in general, my relationship to smoke is not that I use it to clean the air, mm-hmm. right? Um, we know that the various volatile oils that are vaporized in the burning process have an impact on the microbial communities that are surrounding us. Right. Um, they may exclude selectively specific microorganisms that mm-hmm. we're not interested in. But what most people don't know is that they may um, favor other microorganisms Mm. it's not that they're clearing things out it's that they are shifting the frequency Mm. and the rules of engagement Mm -hmm. when we burn these smokes there's a communication between the various volatile oils and the different receptors in our brain Mm. right the different receptors in our nose and our mouth and our ears The burning of these sacred plants um, shifts who we are and how we experience reality. Mm -hmm. Not just that they're, you know, cleaning, right? Cleansing. Right. No, they're changing our perception of reality. Mm. And it's important to understand that that's a lot of the, the ways that the medicine works is that they change us. Right. Mm. And Mm. one of our inquiries is who do we call in? Oftentimes, like we will like burn a space because we're trying to get rid of something. Mm. But in that getting rid of, we tend to leave a vacuum that desires Mm. to be filled. So for me, the most important part of, you know, burning the smokes uh, is then feeling the air with something sweet. Right. Mm. And making sure I'm in Colorado. So we're high and dry. (laughs) Mm. Uh, And I'm an equatorial bitch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What that means, though, is that with great, uh, you know, with the use of these smokes, we're leaving sort of a gap. And, And one of the things that we have to be mindful of in our practice is making sure that we fill that gap in with something that we find delightful. Mm, so mm-hmm. if I burn something like that um, and it dries the air out, I'm often going to be filling the air with rose water to, mm-hmm. right, to bring sort of that, to call in what it is that I want and not just okay. try to get rid of something. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'll share about this particular sage. This is actually my favorite sage. I know it's not. Oh. <laughs> available in all places um and thank goodness because this mm. this is for us right here in the great basin and it so prolific so people talk about white sage and i'm like why right <laughs> when you have this one this one all the is for signs, you it's for me so i yeah. just this is my favorite and i'm so happy that i got to share my bay with y'all oh hand claps <laughs> all around Yeah. And thank you for, you know, uh, helping me realize that that's the sage that I had at my house. Yeah. It made me happy. And then upon reading a little bit, some of the um, indigenous groups were the Kauias, which are the people who um, or the land that my mom is on. 
um, in Marina Valley. So not too far. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyways, thank you for that, Bay. And um, I'm just wondering, upon all these reflections, do we have any sort of bougie auntie advice for the folks today? Yeah. Um, mm, my bougie auntie word of advice. Uh, something in me wants to talk about our auntie Candida. Ooh, let's let's get into it. <laughs> so Candida Albicans uh is often implicated in yeast infections there are whole diets that are devoted to be anti-candida oh no right i told you about one of my old roommates who did that diet right what happened oh god y'all so one of my old roommates she has a million things wrong with her kind of thing um and so mm, they really haven't pinpointed all the things at the doctor, at the multiple doctors she's seen, but mainly uh, she has hypothyroid, hypothyroid. Um, and so what she decided to do was shift her diet. And so she took on the paleo diet um, as the most sustainable for her. However, she still kept having issues and she was reading this book that convinced her that candida albicans was the issue, mm. you know, and once you solve that, your whole life is going to be so much better. Mm. So this woman prescribed a certain diet and she also prescribed some supplements to go along with that. And she prescribed the most intense herbs that like we ourselves won't use such as like Paulo um uh Paldarco mm. which people use for cancer mm. she used oregano oil yes. she just destroyed yes. her gut she uh, actually ended up in the hospital oh my goodness yeah she had to go for I forgot what it was, but uh, she got very sick because oh. I believe it's because she destroyed her um, her um, immune system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her gut, um, which, you know, that's where the immune system lies. But yeah, she had no defenses left. So oh. she got really, really sick one time. And so, yeah, I had to get, you know, all my shit in order for her. I was like, here's that, Ganesha. Here's this. Here's that. And so, yeah, anytime someone uh, talks about how they're trying to get rid of Candida, I just think about that cautionary tale. Yeah. How it almost destroyed my friend. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I think about. But anyways, proceed. Sorry. No, no, thank you. Because, you know, other uses of sagebrush, which, you know, I'm, I don't like all of the internal uses because... It's also used against internal parasites. Like I said, mm -hmm. those volatile oils are super strong and should not be used uh, for a long amount of time because, right, they they can shift the microbiome in a really in a really in, important way. But 
when I'm thinking about Candida, and I call her Auntie Candida because she likes candy. Mm. <laughs> she likes Cute. sweets. Um, and often an over-proliferation of sweets will um, decrease the pH of our precious tissues, especially the vagina. Um, mm -hmm. And when that, that pH becomes more alkaline, actually, Mm -hmm. um, that's when Candida has to show up, right? Mm -hmm. And she shows up big. She shows up. She's itchy, stinky, yeah. right? Uncomfortable. And why does she show up like that, right? Mm -hmm. Because she's like, hey, bitch, pay attention to another reason. Right. <laughs> Your regions, right? Like, right. so she shows up, right, as a warning signal. Right. That if you don't turn this ship around, there are bigger, badder bugs who will mm. take up this place. And so let me proliferate myself so that I take up all the empty space so that nothing even worse gets in here. Mm. Right. Mm. So honestly, Candida is the guardian of people who like candy mm. and her presence in our microbiome is a boon to us. It is a benefit to us. We never want to get rid of our auntie Candida. Yeah. Right? Because she is a warning signal and she warns us in the sweetest way. She goes yeah. away with yogurt. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Simple, easy, safe. Yeah. The amount of yeast infections I've turned around with plain <laughs> organic yogurt. You would not believe <laughs> how much our Auntie Candy does not like yogurt. Okay. Mm -hmm. And which is why I always recommend that any women, women menstruating people, but that every woman should have yogurt in her diet. Mm -hmm. Right. Because mm -hmm. keeping that flow of yogurt. Uh, will actually help to prevent sort of not only our cravings for things that are way too sweet, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it will also guard our bones, right, against deterioration yeah. and, and keep our pH lovely. So my bougie auntie word of advice, um, thanks for listening to me talk about my sweet auntie candy. I love it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> perfect. My, my bougie auntie word of advice is to think about the part of yourself that you are at war with mm. the part of yourself that is irritating the part mm. of yourself that keeps showing up uninvited the part of yourself that is a reaction mm. to your action um, I want you to sit with that part of yourself uh, sit with the parts of you that tried to destroy it. Mm -hmm. Sit with the parts of you that made it your enemy, that made it the, the summation of all of your issues. Mm -hmm. And I want you to repent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I want you to repent to yourself for treating yourself like that. Yeah. And in that mistreatment of yourself, you might have missed your miracle. Which is the opportunity to understand why you are the way that you are and what mm -hmm. that response is actually protecting you from. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so, you know, as we move forward in this, this sacred smoke series, um, I hope that we continue to send blessings and prayers up uh, so that we can really shift our relationship. We can really shift our perception of self in a way that creates more sweetness in the world. Mm. Wow. What a share. Um, damn. I had to really sit with that and sit in that because I'm like, oof, the ways that I've been uh, mm, coming for myself, um, mainly about um, weight gain and what my body looks like right now. It looks so foreign to me that I'm just like, I don't even recognize myself anymore. And I be um, hmm, down on myself, but it's hard because it's like, in order for me to look how I looked before, like even two years ago, I would have to do, I would have to have some really significant changes in my life. And I'm like, I don't know that I really need that. You know, I don't. I don't be eating crazy things like I just I just have my auntie body. And so, yeah, I I try to sit with the attacks and why I feel this way and just being really real about my feelings and emotions and my fat phobia mainly. Mm. Um, and yeah, try not to add blame, shame, or guilt mm -hmm. to all the feelings about how I feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thank you for inviting us in on that, Asia, because that's really important work, um, especially because our bodies are always changing, you know, and we struggle with that, you know. Our society, like, hates aging, but it's, like, one of the most natural parts of life. And so, yeah, why do we fight nature? So, anyways, thank you for that, babe. Um, for my bougie auntie word of advice, um, you know, I just been thinking about um the fact that mm, in so many parts of our lives, we try to avoid pain um in difficulty and uh someone said it's okay for things to be difficult and i'm like damn <sighs> yeah it, it is okay because you know so many times we prevent ourselves from going after this that or the next thing because of the anticipated pain around it but it's like what if after the pain is pleasure what are the the good things that you can get from that asia was saying like the ebbs and flows of life like that's beautiful like we love that life is always changing and so yeah i would say bougie auntie word of advice for y'all is to like press into difficulty press into sometimes things might be painful it might not always be easy or easeful, but 
Um, We don't always want life to be stagnant. It wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't be life if everything was stagnant. We wouldn't be truly alive. We wouldn't be able to experience the spectrum of what it is to be breathing and bleeding and smiling and laughing and crying. We wouldn't imagine not being able to experience that spectrum. So, yeah, I want to invite y'all into the complexities of life today. Mm. Thank you for that, Karina. And also, hmm, thank you for your vulnerable share about that phobia and your shifting body and your relationship to self. Mm. Um, mm, I use really strong language of repent. Um, and there are ways that I've had to do just that and prostrate myself to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm just thinking about the tenderness of moving forward with change and transition. You know. Yeah. And you know what? Repent means turn around mm-hmm. and see a new perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times repent is like repent, <laughs> but like repent literally just means to turn around. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we just need to turn the fuck around, like have a new perspective this time. Mm-hmm. See yourself just a little bit differently. See the world just a little bit differently. Yeah. So, yeah, the language is harsh, but sometimes it's necessary. Truly. You know, I, I got in an argument with Dr. Kev around <laughs> the value of white fat versus brown fat. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because in my fat phobia, I've had to repent. I've had to mm. like acknowledge that, okay, yeah, we like our brown thermogenic fat, mm. but there's something to storage that mm. we're missing. Mm-hmm. there's a mystery here that we mm. that we have written off because we don't yeah. value fat bodies yeah. and so we don't value white fat right mm. um <laughs> and so um you know this conversation is really alive but there is I like that like we need to look again we need to check again right yeah shift that perspective right. um so thank you thank you for your sharing and your word of advice thank you and thank you all for supporting us for listening um for staying with us um y'all support means the whole wide world also i have a review to read um sorry i'm not ready let me pull that up it's okay all right i'm ready i'm ready okay so we have a new review to read and the title is grateful for this medicine it has a little star this is what medicine feels like and then it has the little plant emoji thanks we give thanks we give thanks and it has a little music note (laughs) and this is from michael s from denver colorado So shout out to you for leaving that review (laughs) Um, on Apple Podcasts. And again, we're just so grateful for what y'all have to say about us. Um, It's truly everything. So, you know, if you haven't left a review yet, please, please do so. 
um, on Apple Podcasts. And then Spotify, you can also leave a review, but you can't write anything. So you can do like the stars. So five stars, please. Um, and if you do lower than five stars, then uh, shoot us an email or DM and let us know why. Because if we're being raggedy, we'd love to fix ourselves. Um, and thank y'all for supporting us um, on all the social medias, um, at Petty Herbalist on all the things. And then, as y'all know, Bones, Bugs, and Botany we doing some cool stuff so asia what are we doing in approximately one month oh <laughs> my goodness uh thinking you know speaking of our conversation of repentance hey <laughs> turning it around okay that's right let's say <laughs> and also the value of sweet we are doing our soul food genius five-week course with justin robinson at country gentleman cooks yep um just got back from justin's beautiful wedding ceremony Mm. and love spending time in north carolina shout out to alexis (laughs) (laughs) um and you know the way that I go hard for my ancestors is as hard as I go for Auntie Candy. Mm. Um, most of us in our internalized ethnic and cultural shame shows up around our food. Mm. So if you're Desi and you're afraid of smelling like spice, honey, <laughs> <laughs> I understand it. Like I understand mm-hmm. what it's like to have your meal be like your home and have to confront the bland <laughs> culture that's surrounding you. Exactly. Okay. White bread and white shit. White bread. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, this this course, this is for Black folks and folks of the African diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a portal for us to understand the science of soul food in a way that no one has given it the chance no one looks at soul food as a masterful afro-indigenous cuisine right it's the butt Mm. of every joke right it's seen as an addiction right it's demeaned but soul Mm. food is a traditional food culture of the african people in the americas and we're gonna show you how um this is this is an ode right to our enslaved ancestors and what they have created and how Mm. they've created it and why it's brilliant you know yeah why enslaved people are smarter than you Mm -hmm. okay so this is my life's thesis honestly like this Mm. is the culmination of years decades now of of study of food and agriculture and botany and nutrition and anthropology and all of the things are here mm-hmm. so uh the course is now open for registration it begins mm-hmm. october 3rd and we also have a self-paced course for all people um that we have a wait list for so if you would like to know the genius of soul food uh, and you're not black don't worry <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. have a self-paced course available for folks as well. 
Um, but yeah, so this, you know, this is, this is me. This is we, Karina is on squad on board. Hey, always. Board. Shout Oprah and Gail, period. O- Oprah and Gail, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dalton, um, our beloved Dalton is on board. Yay. Juju is on board. We have hey. a team of affiliates. We have sponsors coming through. So um, I'm just really happy to be able to give Black people the gift of ancestral reclamation. Mm. Um, and undoing the shame and stigma around one of the most brilliant cuisines on this planet. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so come on down, so sign up for down. class. <laughs> and if you have any questions, send us a DM at Petty or Bliss. Not at Bones, Bugs, and Bonnie because Asia got a lot to do. <laughs> so send it to me and <laughs> I'll answer the questions. Thanks, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, so um, with that, we want to thank all of you who have been Patreon subscribers oh, at yeah, patreon.com uh, <laughs> backslash Petty Herbalist and as well patreon.com backslash bones, bugs, and botany. Um, you know, without our patrons, we would not be able to afford to take the risk yeah. to do projects like these um, and to mm-hmm. continue to do this work. Um, that does not uh, bring in the same amount of resources that we put into it. Right. And and that's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we have our patrons who got our back. Yeah. Right. Who continue to share coin with us, to uplift us, to support us. Like, and so we just want to give a a special thank you to all of you who support us in that way. All of you who listen while Mm -hmm. you're in the garden, while you're cooking (laughs) dinner, while you're driving to school to work. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Our listenership has has been ballooning um, thanks to Karina's powerful efforts. So thank y'all so much. And we just always want to remind y'all to... Stay ready and be petty. Bye. Bye.